Hi there, it's Ashonda Henry here, aka Sister Sense, and today we are going to talk about one of those elephants in the room called anxiety, that invisible thing that kind of consumes everything when you are trying to get somewhere and yet somehow there's something holding you back. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what you can do to get back on track when you feel like uh, you're overwhelmed or consumed by feelings of nervousness, anxiousness, uh, and fear. Let's start here. So let's do this. Let's kick off this conversation around anxiety by talking about band-aids versus bandits. I'm sure you've heard the word bandit before. It probably brings up, you know, images of Western movies, right? You know, the robber, the bad guy versus the good guy. Um, The bandit is the true source of the problem. And the band-aids are the things that we do to gloss over, floss over, what's actually making us nervous. So, you know, a Band-Aid would be, I'm really, really anxious, let me procrastinate. Let me not do that thing. Let me just avoid it altogether or take really, really long to get it done. Um, Or, you you know what, I know that this is something that I have to do, but maybe let me do something that makes me feel really good. Go eat that thing. Go uh, play with that friend. (laughs) Go buy that item. Um, When it comes to anxiety, what we've got to do is we've got to find the source Source. What is it that's causing you to feel afraid, to feel nervous, to feel stuck, right? So we want to make sure that before anything else, over anything else, as opposed to putting band-aids on the problem, we get to the source, we find the band-aid, the bandit, I should say, uh, and then we we get rid of them, we lock them up, and we, we course correct so that as opposed to being in a place of anxiety, we can find a space of calm. So I'm going to talk about that a lot today, how we can really focus on not just putting band-aids on the issue, but really getting to the source of the problem so that we can course correct and create a space of calm. So when we talk about the bandit, the source, where is your anxiety actually coming from? Uh, The first thing I want us to touch on is internal versus external sources. So this could be internal anxiety. Maybe you're thinking something and it's repetitive, it keeps coming back and back and back, or you're hearing certain voices or Uh, people, messages in your head that you just can't shake or erase. Maybe the anxiety is external. You've got an actual deadline you have to meet. Um, Or there are people around you who are actually telling you things that are making you feel nervous. You want to be able to identify, number one, if that anxiety is internal versus external so that we can start to remove the repetition and also to decrease the volume on the sounds that are creating that nervous space that you are now feeling trapped in. Now, one of the first things that you can do to create some calm for yourself, three words, good vibes only. So let's talk about internal. If, for example, you find yourself in a space where you keep hearing negative thoughts 
you acknowledging the fact that there are negative thoughts in your head that you are now going to shake off and either put on some good music or do something that's going to get you to reprogram yourself and stop thinking about the negative and actually proactively start thinking about positive things can put you in a space of calm. So when you're in a space of anxiety, maybe you're thinking about what if I fail? And then you're going to snap yourself out of that and think about, well, what if I fly? What if I succeed? What if all of these great, positive, beautiful, wonderful things happen that cause me to then just dive into this amazing space of calm and success. So when you think about the internal, just acknowledging that you're going down some sort of rabbit hole of negative thoughts is such a powerful thing because the first thing we want to do is to quickly get out of the rabbit hole and move past those negative thoughts into positive ones. So first thing we want to think about when it comes to good vibes only is if it is internal, let's snap out of the bad thoughts and start bringing in some of the good. That's number one. Number two, if it's external, we want to think about how we can position ourselves in a space that is completely covered and protected. What does that mean? That means that you are not going to be in a space where you are getting bombarded by external negative thoughts, external words, external feelings that are keeping you in a space of anxiety. You want to cover yourself. You want to protect yourself, which means, number one, you need to remove yourself from any and all elements that are creating that sense of anxiety. Let's say, for example, um, it's a person or several people that are saying things to you that are not supportive, that are critical, that are causing you a great deal of stress. You want to remove them from yourself. You want to make sure that, okay, you can confidently say, nope, not going to have this conversation today. (laughs) Uh, Good vibes only. Thank you very much. Next, you want to close the door on all negative conversations that may put you in a space of nervousness and fear. Okay, so start here and we'll continue this conversation around good vibes only. Now, you know, one of the most interesting conversations I've ever had with one of my most favorite entrepreneurial spirits is uh, around whispers, around negative voices that can put you in a space where you're feeling nervous and anxious and voices that are essentially lowering your vibration. Um, This was a conversation that I had with the amazing Lynette Crosby um, as part of my Be Well Boss series. And we talked about the whispers, right? How to protect yourself against those whispers and raise your vibration. So I want to do that today. I want to talk about good vibes only when it comes to being in a space where you can quickly acknowledge divine voices versus devilish distractions. Devilish distractions. Let's talk about that. God stills you. When God sends a message to you and you hear it internally, it's a stilling message. He stills you. Satan rushes you. The devil, when he brings thoughts into your head that makes you feel like you need to You need to be moving faster than your mind is moving, than your body is moving, than you should be moving. That's a distraction voice. That's a low vibration voice. God reassures you. 
when you are in a space and you say, yes, this is confirmation, this is affirmation, this is exactly what I need to be doing right now, whether you're anxious or not, that's good, right? But see, the distraction, the devilish distraction frightens you. When you're scared and you're like, oh, should I do that? Should I try that? Should I touch that? Is it too hot? Is it going to hurt me? Satan frightens you. God leads you. When you feel like literally, spiritually, internally, externally, there is a hand, a powerful hand that is holding you and guiding you forward. That is God's great touch. See, Satan pushes you when you feel like I don't I'm not ready. I don't want to do it. But I keep feeling like something is moving me forward. Why, why are you moving me like that? God enlightens you when you feel that bright light and the, just everything is opened up in your heart and in your mind. That's God's voice. That's a good feeling. Satan confuses you when you feel like you're spinning in your wheels and you're like, but I could do this, but I could do that, but I could do this, but I could do that. That's negative anxiety. I want to create a space where you can identify for yourself the divine words versus the devilish distractions. We're going to continue this conversation about the good vibes and bringing in calm. Keep listening. So a lot of times we find ourselves in this place of anxiety because we're listening to these messages in our minds. And I've been talking to you thus far about God voice versus Satan voice versus divine versus devilish distraction and you being able to identify the good vibes versus the low vibrational ones. God's voice forgives you. When you're anxious and you're trying to do something new, but you feel yourself thinking about things that happened in the past, but you're forgiving yourself and becoming stronger and and, and in your space of not knowing you're still ready to move forward, that's God's voice. He's forgiving you. He's helping you forgive yourself. Satan condemns you. When you're in a space where you're anxious and you're nervous and you're thinking about you're going to do this wrong and you did, you did that wrong and uh, you're not a good person and uh, Satan condemns you. God calms you. This very conversation around anxiety is about how you can overcome that anxiety and create a space of calm. So even when you're not feeling as strong as you would like to be, God's whispers in that space of anxiety are creating calm. Satan stresses you. Satan stresses you to the point where you don't know what to do. You're holding your head. Everything is throbbing. Everything feels like it's full of dread because Satan stresses you. When you're hearing whispers that are stressing you out without a doubt, those whispers are devilish distractions. God encourages you when you are in a space where you're anxious, but at the same time, you're hearing voice like, girl, it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. You're going to do this. You're going to make it happen. In the space of that anxiety, you are finding ways to find words that are going to make you feel like you can actually do this. You can move this. You can work towards what you want. That's God's voice encouraging you while Satan discourages you. 
It's not going to work. Why are you even bothering? Why are you trying? They don't want that. You shouldn't do that. Where are you going? Why would you do that? Satan discourages you. God comforts you. In a space where you are looking for calm and finding words and ways and solutions to move past any form of fear so that you can get there, there being where you want to be, those comforting words in this place of anxiety, that's God's voice. Satan worries you. Satan worries you when you're trying to figure out how you're going to work this out, how you're going to walk through this, how you're going to make this happen. And you know, what if, but 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 what if Satan worries you? These are things that I want you to be able to identify because again, you don't want to go down that rabbit hole of anxiety, of fear with the rushing, the frightening, the pushing, the confusing, the condemning, the stressing, the discouraging, the worries. You want to be able to quickly identify those negative low vibrational thoughts and replace them with things that still you, that reassure you, that lead you, that enlighten you, that forgive you, that calm you, that encourage you, that comfort you. That is God's voice. That is high vibrational. That is divine. Good vibes only. Good vibes only. Be in a space where you can You can identify those divine voices there to help you work through and walk through the anxiety to be be who you want to be and be where you want to be versus those voices that are distractions trying to take you off your course. Okay, so we're going to continue this conversation around anxiety and and not only just being in a space where you can identify it, but where you can overcome it too. Hopefully thus far, I'm working uh, with you in, in ways that are helping you walk through this process for yourself. Okay, so far, we've been talking about just bad forms of anxiety. You know, the stuff that makes you feel nervous or afraid, that rushes you, condemns you, stresses you, worries you out. But guess what? I want us to not just talk about the bad but also the good. There are good forms of anxiety too. Forms of anxiety that even in a space of fear and nervousness, there's some bright light. There's some wow, amazing too. So what are those those moments. Um, for me, I think about when I when I would think about the term good anxiety, those moments when you genuinely know within your heart that what you're doing is right. What what you're doing is going to set yourself up for success. That what you're doing is going to change lives. That's what you're doing is going to transform something for you or something for other people. It's transformational. It's elevational. <laughs> Not even a word, but I'm going to just make it up and share that with you. Something that's going to help you elevate and do something great, but you are nervous. Kind of like, you know, I liken it to celebrities when they say, you know what? I've got to go on stage and I have to sing. I have to perform and I am freaking out right now, right? You're nervous, but it's good nervous because you know within your heart, this is something that is helping you to tap into your next best thing, your next best experience, your next best level. I want you to bring that nervous anxiety into you. 
I want you to bring it into you in a space where you can rock it, where you can love on it, where you can give it some comfort and calm because it's important for us to be nervous, excited. It's important for us to be in a space where we do things we've never done before, things that scare us, but give us an opportunity to create so much more in our lives, things that we could never have imagined, right? And so if that's the kind of anxiety that sometimes you face, I want you to embrace that good because those are the moments that you know you're opening the door to so much more. So in addition to us talking about those moments where you feel like, oh my gosh, this, I'm feeling afraid and I'm, feeling, I'm not feeling good. There's the bad form of anxiety, but there's that good form of anxiety too. Sometimes it's worth remembering that your next level begins where your comfort level ends. And so when you are my friend in a space where you feel like this is the right time, I'm a little bit nervous, but this is the right time. I'm reassured. I'm affirmed. I am ready to move forward, but I'm a little nervous. Embrace those feelings. It's okay. It's okay to be nervous in those moments. I'm going to share with you a few Things that you can say to yourself to remind yourself that in those good nervous moments, it's okay to be not so okay. But we'll talk about that in just a second. Fall versus fly. You know, for me, when I think about anxiety, two words, fall versus fly. Being in a space where you're nervous and, you know, you think to yourself, but what if I fall? What if I hurt myself? Versus fly. What if you rise? What if you fly? What if you excel and, you know, elevate to a place that you've never even imagined? For me, F-L-Y, fly stands for first love yourself. And when you're in a space of anxiety and you're listening to internal or external voices that are telling you negative things and making you feel bad about yourself, you are not loving yourself. So you got to think about fly on two levels, F-L-Y, first love yourself, bring in those positive words, those bring in those godlike divine words and, and, and feelings and vibes that make you feel good, number one. And then number two, thinking about for yourself, F-L-Y, what if I fly all the positive things that can happen as a result of you moving forward? Now, one of these messages, these for me, these motivational messages that have always stuck with me is this, be committed to the process without being emotionally attached to the results. Be committed to the process without being emotionally attached to the results. Detach yourself from the, well, what if it goes wrong? What if I fall? What if I get hurt? Move forward with thoughts about the result. I've done it. I did it. I tried it. Win or lose, I learned it. That's something that you can do to work through those feelings of anxiety. You want to detach yourself from the emotion, the negative emotion, the fear feelings of failure around what it is that you're trying to do and focus on the result. I need to accomplish this. I need to finish this. I need to complete this. I need to get to the finish line. I need to have that result 
in mind until I can touch it. I can taste it. I can see it. I can feel it. The only way you can fail is if you quit. There's no other forms of failure. So get to that result. Win, learn. There's no loss or lose here. Be committed to the process without being emotionally attached to the results. What if I fail? What if I fall? Oh, but what if you fly? First, love yourself. Walk as consistently as you can walk towards that goal. And in doing so, at some point, you will elevate, you will fly. Anxiety and trigger words. Words are so powerful. And, you know, in the last part of this conversation, I was talking to you about these powerful words, fly and and, and fall and, and those things that trigger you and create you to either feel powerful in your movement or powerless. I want to talk to you now about some of the trigger words that create anxiety for a lot of the entrepreneurial, ambitious people around me, myself included. And I want to be able to have these conversations where we can identify some of these trigger words, these words that we attach to two words in particular, I am, and the things that you say at the end of that statement, I am, oftentimes creates a space where you are feeling nervous and afraid. So we're going to identify some of those I am trigger words and talk about, again, how to create a space of calm to overcome the anxiety. Okay, so the first I am is this. I am broke. Mm. Did you hear that? Did that hurt you? Did that hit you? I am broke. Girl, I'm broke right now. That's a trigger word. That's a trigger word across culture lines, across male-female lines, across global lines. I am broke right now. People do a lot of crazy things when they are broke. People create a lot of crazy images and they have a lot of crazy internal conversations with themselves when they say the words to themselves, I am broke. When you feel like you don't have the funds to take care of yourself, to take care of your loved ones, to make sure that your bills are paid, that your home is covered, that you've got food on the table, that you can take care of your base needs, a lot of anxiety gets created in that space. You ever find yourself in that space and you say to yourself, I am broke. As an entrepreneur, sometimes you may find yourself begging for business and praying for profit because you say, Lord, I am broke. You claim in that. You hold in that. And you're trying to come up with something, anything that's going to help you get out of that. It's a very low vibrational, difficult place to be in when you say the words, I am broke. So what can we do? How can we work out or walk through the difficult process of anxiety around the words, I am broke? Well, here are a few things to consider. 
number one, I am full. I am full. When you find yourself in a place where you feel you're broke, you're at a loss, you're empty, you want to replace that with I am full. I am full. I want you to think about to yourself right now at this immediate moment, if this word is your trigger word, how are you full? How are you covered? How are you taken care of? Are your base needs met? Do you have a place to live? Do you have food to eat? Do you have people who are helping you and supporting you even in times of struggle and challenge? Find the great things that you need to be grateful for. Find the ways to replace that negative with the positive because while there is so much more I know that you need, Are your base needs being taken care of right now? Really, truly, actually. Sometimes we are not just ambitious, but overly ambitious. And we want to have all the things that we want to have at that moment, at that time, when we don't really need all of those things. Are you really broke? Are are there things in your life that you can say, I am full, I have family, I have friends, I know that I've got this, I've got that, I've got three paychecks coming in, or I got a couple hundred dollars in my hand right now. Where are you full? That helps with that space of anxiety because some of the anxiety is around urgency and what are you what are the things that you urgently need right now versus things that you urgently want? Because there's a difference. Sometimes the things that you really, 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 really want right now, you don't necessarily need. And some of that anxiety isn't necessarily real, but a distraction. I am full. Where are you full? I am covered. I have a cushion. I have a cushion. What does that mean for you? Let me say this. As an entrepreneur, um, I remembered what it was like being in a space where I was feeling like I was living paycheck to paycheck. Like, okay, if money came in today, great. But if no money came in, oh my God, I'm broke, right? I'm broke, right? Um, And then one of the things that I did to combat that anxiety was to create a cushion. I have a cushion. What does that mean? That means that while money was coming in, I wasn't just taking all the money and it was going out, but I was strategically and intentionally creating a cushion for myself so that on those rainy days when I didn't feel like I had everything that I needed or everything that I wanted or things were maybe a little bit tight, not quite right, but there was a cushion that I created to ensure that I was covered. I am full. I have a cushion. Sometimes we want to help people in a space where there are things that we need to be kind of squirreling away for ourselves. So we need we can be in a position to help them and help ourselves in rainy days when we need to. I want you to think about that for yourself. I am full. How are you full? I have a cushion. How can you create or do you have some form of a cushion to cover you through the challenging times. I am late. Have you ever watched the movie Alice in Wonderland? And, uh, you know, it's funny because I talked about rabbit holes a little bit ago. Um, And the rabbit, you know, he's running around with his watch and he's like, I'm late, 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 I'm late. 
you ever feel like that? Like you feel like you're 10 steps behind. You feel like everybody is where you want to be. You feel like where you want to be is very clear in your mind. But again, you're still late, 10 steps behind. That anxiety that comes from feeling like I am late, we need to replace with a powerful statement, a great statement. I am right on time. I am right on time. I believe everything in your life, in my life, in our lives happens in divine right timing. One of my favorite quotes is this. And if you're a spiritual person, you can appreciate this quote. Joseph waited 13 years. Abraham waited 25 years. Moses waited 40 years. Jesus waited 30 years. If God is making you wait, you're in good company. I love that. I love that message. Everything in our lives happens in divine right timing, not a minute sooner, not a second sooner, not an hour sooner, not a year sooner. And I know in this instant gratification place that we have now presented and created for ourselves today, it's even harder to process this statement. Because you feel like you want to microwave your success, right? You, you're like, why is it taking me this long? I watched this girl, this video, she did it in five minutes. Why is it taking me five years? And I'm still not where I want to be. Because honey, if God is making you wait, you're in good company. You're not late. You're exactly where you're supposed to be because everything happens in divine right timing. So if you're in a space where you're feeling anxious, where you're feeling nervous, where you're full of thoughts of I'm late, 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 replace those thoughts with I am great because I am exactly where I need to be. Everything that I have, I need, and everything that I will ever need, I will receive in divine right timing. I am slow. I'm slow. Those words, those words hurt me. I don't, I don't know if they hurt you. I don't know if they, they trigger you, but slow, slow on so many levels, slow of well, why can't you understand this faster? Why can you get this in a way that other people get it? They comprehend, it clicks, it works. Why are you so slow? I am slow. Speed, speed. Why Why aren't you not just getting this, but actually creating stuff faster? Why aren't you moving faster? Aren't you working faster? Why aren't you where she is? Why aren't you where they are I am slow. Those those feelings of anxiety that come from this feeling of being slow. I want us to to replace those feelings if those are feelings that trigger you with I am on cruise control. I want to talk about speed today. And one of the interesting things that I've learned as a driver um, and and getting two speeding tickets (laughs) is that um, sometimes you could be the person speeding or you could be the person watching somebody speeding. And the person who is at the right pace on cruise control 
gets there at the same time, if not before the person who was speeding, who either gets a ticket or gets into an accident or still with all that speeding gets stuck in traffic and behind things that are moving slow. So all the things that you wanted to do to go faster and further did nothing for you. I find that sometimes the right thing to do is just to put on that cruise control, to enjoy the process, to embrace the journey, and to just be in a space where you are completely okay with going with the flow. You're working, you're moving, you're doing what you need to do to go, and that's as much as you need to do to grow. I share this with you because one of my favorite quotes is, don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle. They're moving faster or maybe they've gotten where you want to be, but their middle, they've been doing this for 5, 10, or maybe 20 years before you you just started. You were in a rush. My dad used to say, why are you being a Russian? <laughs> why are you being a Russian? You're in the beginning. Don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle. Right? Why are you so anxious to get to where they are as opposed to putting on cruise control and being completely invested in where you currently are supposed to be? Stay in your lane won't be no traffic. One of the ways I mind my business is by minding my business. Stay in your lane, won't be no traffic. Focus on what you need to do and that anxiety will work its way out of you. See, because you're anxiously looking at everybody else. You got your left, you got your head right, you got your everywhere but forward. So focused on what this person's doing, what that's, stay in your own lane, won't be no traffic. Don't get busy, bogged down, or bothered by what everybody else is doing because what she's doing has nothing to do with you. Her success has nothing to do with yours. Don't find yourself rushing or jumping on the scene just to be seen just because everybody else feels like everybody else is doing what you want to do. You can't walk in their shoes. And honestly, you can't even completely know what they are going or have gone through because the perception of perception, or rather, let me rephrase that, the perception of perfection online is huge. Everybody perceives everybody else to be successful based on the images that they're putting out there. And rightfully so, if they want to grow, they're going to put out their best images of themselves. But then we get bogged down by believing these perceptions of perfection are truth. And in truth, they are not. You find yourself hot and bothered with the funky face on. Why is it taking me so long? You are exactly where you need to be. You are exactly where you need to be. I want you to think about that. Don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle. Stay in your lane. Won't be no traffic. Last but not least, go the extra mile. It's never crowded. I'm on cruise control. 
I'm not late. I am on cruise control. I'm not slow. I am on cruise control. Go the extra mile. Do what you need to do to go and be above and beyond your expectations of you. Do what you need to do to go and beyond what you perceive their expectations to be of you. Because guess what? Go the extra mile. It's never crowded. Everybody else wants to do just enough to be comfortable. Everybody else wants to do just enough to get by. Whether it's because they've put themselves in a box or somebody else has put themselves in a box, you go the extra mile. It's never crowded. You're not slow. You're a gift. You are gifted. You have gifts to give. Go at your pace. Put on that cruise control. Enjoy the journey. Embrace the process. Don't compare. Prepare yourself for the opportunities that you want. And as you prepare, you reduce the fear, the nervousness, and the anxiety to create a space of calm. I am unlucky. Mm. You ever feel like that? You ever feel like the cards are always stacked up against you and that creates this anxiety inside of you to do anything new because I am unlucky. I never win. I never get in. I'm never with the cool kids. I am the black sheep. I am unlucky in love, in life, in business. I am unlucky. That's a trigger word. That's a space of anxiety, of fear, of nervousness about everything that ever was and everything that could possibly ever be. I am unlucky. Let's think about that. How do we how do we replace that? How do we how do we negate that negative term and 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 turn it into something powerful there are so many things that you can do to replace I am unlucky with something to powerfully propel you forward I'm going to share one one with you but I actually want you to come up with two (laughs) I am unlucky what would you replace that with for me I would replace it with I am lucky to be alive. Every day I open my eyes. It's a new day to put new, new amazing things out there that I've never done before. I am lucky to be alive. Every breath that I take, every touch that I give to a loved one near or far, every time that I get to talk, I am lucky to be alive. See, sometimes we get it twisted. We get it twisted. We think about all the things that we want in life based on all the things that other people have in life or the things that people tell us we need to have in life to be successful when in truth, our life and our definitions of success are completely dependent upon what we see and what we want and what we need. Point blank, period, the end. I am lucky to be alive. There is nothing about my life that has been so defined to say that I am going to continue to define myself as unlucky. 
because I am lucky to be alive. Every day I breathe, I talk, I taste, I open my eyes is another day for me to create something amazing in my life in a way that I could never have expected. Prepare for opportunity. Stop telling yourself you are unlucky. Prepare for opportunity. Here's a message from Oprah. Nothing about my life is lucky. Nothing. A lot of grace, a lot of blessings, a lot of divine order, but I don't believe in luck. For me, luck is preparation meeting the moment of opportunity. There is no luck without you being prepared to handle the moment of opportunity. Every single thing that has ever happened in your life is preparing you for the moment that is to come. Oprah, prepare for opportunity. Don't compare, prepare. There's a space and time when we all have to stay in our own lane. We all have to put our own blinders on and just focus on our definition of success. Focus on our journey. Focus on our results, regardless of whatever else is going on internal in our internal mental worlds and external worlds too. It has nothing to do with luck and everything to do with preparing for opportunities. One of my favorite quotes is, if you prepare for your opportunities, if you stay ready, you never have to get ready. I always stay ready. (laughs) One of the things that you can do to reduce the anxiety within you and create calm is to just consistently, prayerfully, persistently prepare for opportunities. Because guess what? Even if you don't have an opportunity right now, it's better to be prepared and have no opportunity than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. I want you to think about that for yourself. Are you prepared right now? What kind of opportunities do you want in your life? You're anxious because things are not going the way you want them to go. You're anxious because things are not moving as fast as you want them to move. What exactly do you want? What kind of opportunities do you want right now? That's number one. Number two, are you ready? Are you ready? I I genuinely want you to think about the opportunities that you want in your life. The things that you say, oh, they get that stuff. They're lucky. I'm not lucky. What exactly is it that you want? Are you prepared for the things that you want? Have you prepared for the things that you want? And how can you be in a space, last but not least, where you don't wait, but create the opportunity? Sometimes we find ourselves in a space where we go, oh, I'm not lucky. I'm waiting for them to give. I'm waiting to win. I'm waiting for them to give it to me. You want to win, you create your win. You want an opportunity, you create your opportunity. You create that space of calm and direction for yourself and reduce the anxiety by creating the opportunities that you seek. 
See, I wanted to work at home. I wanted to make money. I wanted to take care of my baby. I wanted to have a house. I wanted to do all of these things. And all of those things came to me when I created the opportunity, when I started selling my services, when I started nervously and and anxiously and, oh my goodness, I'm going to speak to people. I'm going to do video. I'm going to do audio. I'm going to put myself out there. I put myself out there so I could put my stuff out there and I never looked back. You want opportunities to come to yourself. They're not just going to fall in your lap. It has nothing to do with lucky and everything for you to do with you being lucky to be alive. You being so feel being in a space where you feel so lucky to be alive. You are hungry for success. You are hungry for opportunities. You do everything that you do to go through any struggle you go through to get to the opportunities that you seek, the opportunities that you create, the opportunities that you don't just simply wait for, but you make room for because you prepare for I talked to you about my favorite Oprah quotes around preparing for opportunities. One of my other favorite stories, um, quote slash stories is from Steve Harvey um, when he talks about what he needed to do to move forward. Uh, And he talked about in his younger years wanting to get a car. um, And he kept telling his mama, I'm going to get my my new car. I'm going to get my new car. And every time he told his mama he was going to get his new car, she'd say, but your old car is still sitting in the driveway, baby. And and he would be like, but mama, get my new car. But your old car is still sitting in the driveway, baby. Till one day he said, mama, I'm always telling you I'm going to get my new car. What you think? I ain't going to do it. What you think? I can't do it. You always telling me about the old car sitting in the, in the driveway. Well, baby, how are you going to get the new car? Where are you going to put it? The old car is sitting in the driveway. So he he finally got it. He went and he he moved the old car off the single cinder blocks. He cleaned up the oil that was on the floor. He prepared for his new car. And within a matter of weeks, if not months, his new car was sitting in the driveway. Prepare for the opportunities. Replace these feelings of I'm not lucky with feelings of I am lucky to be alive and I'm going to do everything that I can do with this life to create my opportunities and to prepare for the opportunities that God has prepared for me. I'm lucky. So we've spent some time on some trigger words, some trigger words that may cause you to feel anxious and replacing the negative with the positive so that you can go from feelings of powerlessness to powerful, being the powerful being that you are. I want to talk to you about not just power, but for me, three powerful words, patient, present, persistence. Some of this feeling of anxiety sometimes comes from a feeling of rushed and urgency that isn't necessarily truth, but rather distraction. I need to get it done. I need to make this amount of money. So-and-so is making this much or I really want or sometimes the feeling of rush, sometimes the feeling of I need to. Because it it should be done. I should be making this now. Such and such said if I did this in 30 days or 90 days or two months or, you know, even one year. I've been doing this for one year. I should be there. 
Your power lies within. Patient, present, persistence. Now, first thing, let me say this. One of my favorite quotes is sometimes God brings us to our lowest point because there's something down there we're supposed to find. You'll find sometimes that people, they say, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in spirituality. And sometimes those reasons revolve around instant gratification. He didn't do this for me. When I prayed for so-and-so not to die, when I prayed for uh, us not to lose my house or to lose my job, and he didn't deliver from me. Sometimes we are brought down to our lowest place because there is something there we are supposed to find. Every day isn't going to be an easy day because it's okay for us to not be okay. In those moments, there are things we're supposed to go through that make us stronger, that make us resilient, that make us prepared for the things that have been prepared for us. I want to share with you one of my favorite anecdotal stories, um, and it's from Jim Carrey. He did an interview with Oprah. I watched it one day on YouTube, and it was about his million-dollar check. Uh, And she talked about with him how before he became the sensational success story that he is now, uh, he was broke. You know, he didn't have a lot of money, but he would go to his favorite place and he would, you know, just kind of be in a space where he would, you know, talk to himself about, you know, as if he were um, different different companies or, you know, people saying, oh my gosh, I want you to work with me and you're so great. Or, you know, one of the things that he did was he wrote himself a check for a million dollars for acting services rendered. And what was so powerful about that is he put it in his wallet. He kept it in his wallet and he kept saying positive things and and even going through the brokenness and the struggle. It was a few years later when he found out that he was going to make $10 million from Dumb and Dumber. And he put that check in his wallet when he said, I'm going to write myself a check for $10 million for acting services rendered to see that he then a few years later was told that he was making $10 million from Dumb and Dumber. Number one, the power of visualization. But number two, it's not simply that things will work out for you if you have a vision board. You have to work to and work through the challenges. You got to work towards what you want while you work through the things that you're going through to get you where you need to be. Because you see, at the end of the day, the only way you can fail is if you quit. Once you stop, that's it. Nothing. So long as you wake up in the morning, So long as you have life and breath and energy and movement, nothing can deter you from getting to where you want to be except for you. Patient, present, persistence. You have to be patient. We have to be. We cannot put the microwave success 
mentality into ourselves to the degree where we're beating ourselves up and going, well, I didn't get it done in five minutes. Listen, I know it's cute that you can watch a YouTube video and it shows you that they can make, uh, you know, the perfect cake in five minutes. But in that video, they cut out a whole lot of stuff. It took them an hour. It took them two hours. It took them three hours and the place was messy. It wasn't that clean. It wasn't that perfect. Patience. You got to be present. You got to show up. You can't simply be in a space where you're you're waiting and you're lurking and you're quietly trying to perfect until you get to the point where you know if it's perfect, then you can put it out there. Again, you have to be present. You got to scratch your knees. People have to see you fail and make mistakes and you got to be transparent. You got to put yourself out there. You have to be persistent. It won't happen overnight. It won't even happen in one year. Sometimes it takes time. You know, one of my favorite quotes is it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. And man, isn't that quote a powerful quote? I thought to myself, well, I know they say you got to put in your dues, but I don't got to put in my dues because this is the web and you can instant gratification your way to anything you want today. How naive was I? How naive are you? Any anxiety that you feel that it's coming through because you are in a space where you feel like the challenges, it's it's not fair. It's not fair that I'm going through these challenges. It's not fair that this person looks lucky. It's not fair that it seems like they're getting it so easily. You don't know how easy anybody's journey is until you turn over the palms of their hands until you look at the bottoms of their shoes and you see all the work they put in to dig in and dig through everything they had to go through to get there. Let me be clear. Present, patient, persistence. It's going to help you create spaces of calm for yourself. When you say it won't be long, I'm going to get there. Present, Patient persistence. Everything happens in divine right timing, not a minute, not a second, not an hour, not a day, not a year, not a month, sooner than it needs to be. If you create a space for yourself, I always, always, always remember to remind myself, God helps those who helps themselves. And if you create a space for yourself where you are persistently, prayerfully, consistently working towards the opportunities that you are preparing for and creating for yourself, everything will reveal itself to you in divine right timing. Visualize your victory. Visualize your victory and persistently, presently, patiently work towards your goals. took me a moment. I had to kind of breathe out (laughs) Uh, because it takes a while to work out all of those things that are deep within us when it comes to anxiety. And hopefully today I've helped you create a space where you can empower yourself to create calm within you when you feel that anxiety is creeping through. Creating that space of calm, identifying the good versus the bad, the divine versus the devilish distractions, being in a space where you can be aware of those positive 
words versus negative words, the things that are high vibrational versus low vibrational, the the triggers, the things that the powerful words that motivate you to move forward versus the trigger words that you need to say, no, not today. I'm going to replace these negative trigger words with powerful power words that are going to help me move forward. That's it. Moving forward, moving out of spaces of anxiety to a place where you feel calm, to a place where you feel in control, to a place where you feel free. I hope that today's session as part of my Daily Direction series has been helpful uh, to you. For those of you who, like myself, at some point in time, go through some form of anxiety. Of course, I would love to know uh, if you if you would like to share with me some of the things that you've got out of or learned or even thought about today. Feel free to email sussense at gmail.com, number one. Number two, if you would like us to work through some of those things that may be holding you back a little bit more. This one in particular is for my fellow bosses out there, my fellow entrepreneurs. I have a series that's called Be Well Boss. So that we can talk about those negative thoughts, we can talk about that lack of confidence, we can talk about the things that stress you out to the point where you feel like you're going to lose it or lose control. Inside of the Be Well Boss series, myself and some of the amazing ladies in my circle have so many powerful messages to share about fear and anxiety and confidence and stress so that you can de-stress, so that you can build confidently so that you can avoid all the low vibrational negative thoughts and whispers that try to hold you back to become the you you always wanted to be. To learn more about or to tap into that series, you can visit sissesense.com forward slash be well boss. That's it for today. I will see you right back here again real soon for another dose of daily Action.